0: Please sit down. It's a... In this glorious city of Gloucester, you can't go far without seeing a wonderful face that you recognise. So it's good to see old friends who I've been connected with in different ways. I wonder how 2022 was for you. I guess tough times. I hope lots of joy... And good moments, too. But for some, I'm aware that tough times continue. Not least financially, not least for the church. And they may even be getting worse. And today, if you're like many people, I guess, too, you might be feeling rather worn down. Dry. Discouraged. Fragile. After all, life can seem such a long haul, can't it? But you faithful people come to church where I'm sure you find consolation. And the church community that I just witnessed the moment of before the service began is a community clearly of love and care and compassion and can bring refreshment. And the church community can cheer the heart. And did you know there is a church not far from here called Cheerful Heart Ministries? I've never been yet. I must go. It's down on down on Barton Street and now you're hoping for this new vicar coming soon fresh person fresh ideas fresh inspiration to lead you forward and encourage and to challenge and so that you can be ever more fruitful in the days ahead but of course we must never rely on our vicar must we however wonderful they are and however brilliant they are, the vicar will be human too, just like each of us. Certainly look to the vicar to support and guide you along the road, but keep relying only on God, as he will produce the fruit from you, us, all at St. Paul's. In our trials... What's the good news that helps us today? Our gospel reading is all about baptism. John's baptism, Jesus' baptism, and by implication, ours too. Question. John baptised people, and then Jesus baptised. Why? Wasn't John's baptism good enough? John baptized so many people for repentance and forgiveness of sin. They were on their journey to God. We read that John prepared the way for Jesus. He was preparing the way for the kingdom of God to break through by helping people prepare the way in their hearts for the kingdom of God to arrive. And the way for us all to prepare for God to come again is as we've done again fresh this morning, repented and turned back to God. What then is the difference in Jesus' baptism? Well, first of all, why on earth did Jesus, the one perfect person who didn't need to repent, and turn back to God why did he come to be baptised we know don't we that Jesus being fully human identified with each of us in that act of turning but also we know from this gospel reading that God turned up at Jesus' baptism in a very special way. Through that baptism, John saw that this was indeed the Lamb of God. In the other Gospels, we also read some more detail about what happened immediately after Jesus came up out of the water. What was that? A voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son. And a dove resting on Jesus, a symbol everybody recognized of the Holy Spirit. Here we have then the first recording in our Gospels of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit living and working wonderfully together. John wrote his gospel, we read at the end of it, that all readers might believe that Jesus is the Son of God and believing might receive eternal life. And the many events that are recorded in the gospel, do read it through one day. If you ever need encouragement, read this gospel. One of the events, Jesus says... If you are dry, if you are thirsty, come to me. Come and drink from me. Then not only will your thirst be satisfied, but also my water will flow through you, flow through your heart to bless all around you. And John says, This water of Jesus is the water of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit living and at work in us, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of God. The Spirit whom those of us at front are confronted with every time when we look at the back. Would you like to turn around and see your banner if you don't remember the words? I guess that was put up at Pentecost. Come, Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit's already here. Trouble is, I, like many of you, I guess, was baptized as an infant and uh, believed all the stories about Jesus, but it didn't affect me one iota. I still lived an unhappy life in teenage years I pray you won't live in a happy life in teenage years. Um, Because I was, I now realize, all the time looking for acceptance, all the time looking for other people to acknowledge me, to appreciate me. But then, I was 18, I had a girlfriend, yay! My girlfriend gave me one of these. Actually, it was, a, it was called Good News for Modern Man. There we go. That dates it, doesn't it? Uh, 1970s, New Testament. It was a Bible in a new translation. And what's more, for people like me, uh, who can't get through long books without pictures, it had these wonderful line drawings. And I started reading it. And through reading it, I, Jesus somehow or other wasn't just something someone to believe in 2000 years ago who lived but someone who was alive now and was living and somehow or other speaking with me i began to pray and to listen and over the period of those few months i can honestly say i began to know jesus in a new way why did that change me it meant that i knew that jesus accepted me not for what I did, but simply because of who I am. Isn't it a wonderful release to know that we've been accepted by God? Whoever we are, all the stuff we've done, all the stuff we've failed to do, we're loved and accepted. And that changed my whole direction of life because now I wasn't focusing on me and me and uh, trying to get acknowledged but I was focusing on real meaning. I, I'd begun to start reading Marx and Lenin and you know, I'd I've, I've been wary of the capitalist system and I knew that materialism wasn't satisfying, but now I discovered the Jesus way was not, not capitalism, it was not communism, it was the Jesus way that starts with love and compassion and acceptance it gave new meaning and it gave me a new purpose too and a new direction, so all of my decisions could be from asking God, how do you want me to live today? And knowing increasingly that the spirit is within us, spirit of God himself, doesn't that transform us? It's no longer frail me, it's actually God in me working through me individually for all of us and together as God's family living for the sake of the community around us and you know it doesn't doesn't just start does it it's a lifetimes um, project to grow in the spirit and let the spirit grow in us. Um, I don't know if you've got any fruit trees in your church garden, have you? You have. What, what's, the, what's the fruit? Apple. What's, I wonder what your fa- favorite fruit is, apple. Mine's oranges. What's your favorite fruit? Not sure. So many fruits, aren't there? But, you know, uh, Paul talks about the fruit of the spirit growing in us and through us doesn't he and there are he gives kind of nine different types of fruit I wonder how many we can remember you know there's a little ditty actually very ancient ditty about the fruit of the spirit it's something like this Uh, there are nine so I will say them all and then see how many we can remember the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace you can say it with me if you like Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So we're going to do that again. Look, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And if you're had up by the courts, for whatever you've done, and your motives have been any of those, then there is no real law that is as powerful as the power of the Holy Spirit working through you. I, I don't know if you have trouble sleeping at night, do you? Any of you? One of the things I do if I'm lying awake at night, I try to recite the fruit of the Spirit. It's good to recite it by night, it's even better to live it by day, isn't it? So perhaps today's living word in us we can take because we are all baptized in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's it's just a bit like I'm, I'm now married to my girlfriend. We've been married 48 years. Anyway, very happily married. But it's not just that we were married, we are married. It's not just that we were baptized, we are baptized. So we are baptised into God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. We can expect God to be working and living through us. Isn't that an amazing thought? So one of the things we can do because we're expecting God to grow in us as our lives are rooted in his spirit, our fruit can blossom. And whatever other fruit is needed by those around us, perhaps sometimes we need a... Touch of gentleness, always acts of kindness. Patience is quite a thing, isn't it? That's quite a challenge. I don't know what you find as a challenge. I think the last one was a bit the biggest challenge for me, that's self-control. Watching too much telly before bed and going to bed late. Anyway, we're all, I hope, working on this, but let us be encouraged at the beginning of this, this year to mark it by showing the fruit of the Holy Spirit my girlfriend took me to church I didn't like church it was weird um, but the preacher this is 50 years ago 50, more than 50 years ago there was, there was a, a vase of flowers on the pulpit and he said if the Holy Spirit is in you it's like when you get a knock in life and he knocked this bowl of flowers off And what came out water he said if we get knocks in life it's the holy spirit that should be pouring out we can demonstrate we are different we are god's people we are christian people by the way we respond to the challenges we face so to finish then how about reciting this out loud together The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Lord, may your word become more rooted deeply in us and bear more fresh fruit through us today and every day. So we we may bring glory to the Lamb the Son, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for listening.